This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Will men and women ever truly understand each other? And is the internet enhancing that understanding? Or is it fanning the flames of discord and laying waste to any fragile thread of unity and mutual respect that binds us as a common species? Today, guests, today's guest is uniquely qualified to address this enormous question. He is comedian playwright Robert Duback, who joins our panel of Danny Mann and Ryan Taub with me, Jamie Alcroft, and our host, Louise Palenker. Weezy. Thank you, Jamie. I am furiously Googling your question, and the number one search result is Robert Duback. There you go. All right. Uh, good thing he is right here with us. Does the internet and or Robert Duback know what women want? Bob's play, The Male Intellect, an oxymoron, has traveled the globe, and it will be it will be performed on Sunday, October 6th, on the main stage at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood, California. Yeah, I'll uh, be there. Here's the Male Intellect website. It's all tricked out. It's got uh, everything it. you need to know about attending this play and being delightfully entertained. According to the internet, uh, on a quest to answer the age-old question, what do women want, Robert Duback seamlessly transforms himself into five hysterical boneheads who each offer side-splitting <laughs> advice on how to best straddle the gender gap, all while drinking a beer. Men and women from 18 to 80 laugh nonstop as the male intellect nudges the battle of the sexes towards a humorous detente with everyone elbowing each other in the end with loving laughter and recognition. Having been translated into dozens of languages from Hebrew to Hungarian, only languages that begin with H apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> and produced worldwide from the Eiffel Tower to Dixieland, The Male Intellect is a universal show that guarantees to be one of the most talked about performances of the season. Brace yourself, ladies. This is how men think. Oh, what? And we, we have think? a sizzle. Oh, we do? Yeah. We Can think? we play the sizzle, Bob? Go, go right ahead. Okay, let's play the I thought you were going to put the pressure on me and I had to... I didn't know we thought. Therefore, we am. Mm-hmm. What do women want? See, women don't even know. <laughs> Problem is, you want us to know what you want, and you don't know what you want. We have to know. And even if you knew what you wanted, you wouldn't tell us. Because if you told us what you wanted, then you wouldn't want it anymore, would you, ladies? <laughs> is that what you want? Or do you want something less complicated? Do you want something simple, like haagen with only 25 calories per gallon? Or do you want something clever like nail polish that does not chip for 10 days? And on the 11th day, it just all falls off. What do you want? Something thoughtful like gynecological instruments to be stored in a bread warmer? (laughs) Or do you want something absurd like an extra set of feet so you can wear more shoes? (laughs) You don't know what a woman wants. Well, hell, son, that's easy. Yeah, I may be a chauvinist, but I am no nitwit like you. Honesty, that is the most important thing to a woman. Unless it is the truth about her, then it is not so damn important, but... <laughs> that is what women want. Of course, you have to be honest, but you have to be cool. Women love cool men. How do you be cool? It is very easy. Speak French. <laughs> you want to know what a woman wants? Simple. Passion. That's what all the birds want, little old-fashioned passion. <laughs> right, Diane? 
<laughs> That's what a woman wants. Sense of humor. <laughs> because it's the way to her heart. The way to a woman's body. Ah, well, that's a different story. You sure don't want her laughing in bed. <laughs> At least not right away. <laughs> right, Diane? <laughs> You've got to have a little sensitivity. It's what all women want. <laughs> little sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is what I have been doing for two weeks. I have been racking my brain trying to figure out what Julie wants or what any woman wants, and I'm running out of time. Thank God you're all here. You can help, so let's get started. Welcome. Behind this curtain is the inside of my brain. Take a look. Awesome. Well, thanks. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I want the hog talk about the, the inspiration for you. Well, the inspiration, as you can tell by that clip, <clears throat> and you look at me right now, there's about a 20-year gap here. So uh, I w this show was written almost 20, 25 years ago. When I wrote the show, um, it was this classic idea of a, you know, a guy I'd never been married, had never uh, really had a lengthy relationship, and uh, trying to figure out what was wrong with all that. Uh, and I went through my mind going, well, I was just given bonehead advice from guys that lived in an older generation than me. So not only is it antiquated, it's just worthless. At the time, my wife that I was dating, she said, um, well, why'd you write the show? And I says, well, basically to meet women. <laughs> and then she says, oh, no, there's so much more to it. And it was actually her help that said, okay, there's a lot more of a broader scope here. Because the whole uh, idea of the show is how uh, or what I think is necessary is for men to grow up and mature. I mean, here's a guy who doesn't know, have any idea what it is he's, uh, he's doing, and he's going to older men who haven't grown up. So all they're doing is perpetrating this adolescence, wow. which is what's happened, I think, even, mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we got a guy in the, in the presidential office who's a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, he never grew I don't, up. Did, but did he ever take advice from anyone? Well, no, that was it. You know, I tried to get the show. <laughs> I've sent him DVDs. But okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. But so, I don't have the word Fox stamped on it, so it doesn't. he's not going to uh, watch it. It doesn't work on his record player. Yeah. yeah. So wh who are the six boneheads? Well, there's five boneheads oh, plus five. me. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm, I, but I'm trying not to be a bonehead. Mm -hmm. So the five, there, there are these five characters who are based, they're kind of archetype, uh, uh, archetypical, stereo, stereotypical yeah. archetypes. Because, right. I mean, okay. you can't go very far. Look, these, these solo shows, uh, I don't do any that are nothing that are dramatic. So, I mean, it is dramatic to try to put it, the show on and to do it. But there has to, for me, for people to pay money to go see this, they have to laugh nonstop. Yeah. So, uh, and you can't go too far with the metaphors and too far with the, with the ideas that you lose them. So it's, you know, there, there's a guy who is the redneck, who's, he's called the colonel. He's, uh, he believes that honesty is what women want. Uh, Jean-Michel is the cool guy who thinks, you know, you should be cool, but it also, there's a metaphor there that you have to communicate. And then, uh, Fast Eddie is just every Lothario who just thinks passion and sex is the only thing that women want. 
uh, old Mr. Linger. This is the old uh, kind of golden pond guy that uh, <laughs> figures. <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's a reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. Kind of, now we know, know how old the show is. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of it, best years of your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's that's a sense of humor is what's important. And then Ronnie Cabrizi, who is this kind of tough guy with a with a big heart from Brooklyn, who says it's sensitivity. Now, <clears throat> the way it came about was. These guys all have good ideas, but they're incomplete. The idea of the show was, okay, take a little bit of everybody so that you can mold yourself into something that's a little more complete. And I, you know, I wrote this about 20 years ago, and mm -hmm. it still ironically holds true, if not even mm -hmm. more so, especially now with the Me Too movement. Because I was trying to tell guys to grow up 20, 25 years ago. So women have not changed? Women have well, not changed? Well, I In don't 20 know. years? Oh, no. I, of course, I think they have. So I, you've I mean, got the blueprint, have. and you're good. You've, you've got it mapped? Well... <clears throat> Like the you know, there, there's there's no finite examples of it. I, I'm just trying to get guys to at least embrace it. You know, you have such a um, pig-headedness amongst men that are going to say, I'm not going to listen to anything. Yeah. But if anybody. a guy has, has I mean, you, you could say, well, what are the elements that, that, that contribute towards a, a man understanding women and endeavoring to understand women? Is it that he needs a good... A mom that he likes because I think that helps a lot if you like your mom not just love her but if you like her mm -hmm. then you you will look for women who are likable but if you if you don't like your mom you're attracted to the people you really can't stand and that that can be a confounding experience for sure some, for that's, some I mean I think that's kind of a that's a broad scope of psychology that uh, I think we're much more confused than that and much more um, you know the other uh, thing is if you like yourself you're willing to be with somebody who you're willing to listen to. Sure, but then what if you have a mother who doesn't like you and doesn't like herself, and she's going to make you not like her and not like yourself, and then you're in a whole can of worms. I just, I don't really think that there's this... <laughs> I'm still writing that down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't, I don't think that this... Uh, all of this blame, name-blaming and game-playing that's, uh, it's my mom's fault, it's my dad's fault, it's how I did... I mean, I'm yeah. tired of this. I'm just I, trying I don't, to I don't understand want anybody, it. I'm I, not trying to Just pull blame. yourself by your boots and, and take oh. some responsibility and, and figure it out and do yeah. it. It's not that All difficult. Right, so it's and a, I think your credo is grow up. Yeah, it is. It, it's very I much I think grow it helps up. to have an explanation that you don't use as an excuse. You just sure. say, okay, that explains things and now I need to learn more. Because when, when you like yourself or when you like women you're willing to explore and go like all right well i could do better she could do better we could do sure. better communicating what what yeah. is it let's work on it mm -hmm. but if go ahead ryan well i just think it's also about liking growth and liking peace right so if you right. like peace you're going to try and create that with other people and if you like growth you're going to be uh, opportunistic in finding people who are willing to grow with you so i think it comes down to that as well as not just having the background that encourages you to to do that with other people but being interested in, in moving forward in that well, way as yeah well. and, and moving forward i think that's a sign of maturity because a lot of guys i know uh think oh, well this is me i'm not going to change yeah. and so they don't evolve they don't grow isn't and that they, isn't that the primary thing that a lot of women that a lot of men complain about when they get in a long relationship she wants me to change she wants me to and change. i don't want you no well you you have to i mean you it's, have to. it's unless yeah, you don't exactly. believe in evolution well, I don't think that you, um, as a female, I don't think you should marry a guy and expect him to change a whole lot. I think you can ask him to maybe really? straighten up a little. But it's but people are who they are. That's the guy you're marrying. Well, no, but yeah, I don't know. I think is you know for for that's, that's, a, that's a bad message to give women to say. Yeah. Oh, I think you should probably just accept what you're gonna what you're getting there, and the guy's not going to change. The reason why these guys aren't changing is because they've been able to control the universe for so long, and mm -hmm. they've been able to. They're, they're, it's in their DNA. So, how much can one person change? 
A lot. Uh, a lot. One yeah. person, yeah. If they because, you can become, to. You can become yeah, another you person. Decide. Yes. No one can I'm a whole you. other person than I was when I was 20 years old. I'm a whole other person than I was when I was right. 40. And I've met I a really lot of people am. who aren't, that they don't change at all. But it's mm -hmm. just the ability, like what Ryan was saying, is that do you really want to change? Mm -hmm. Do you want to get something out of life, or do you want to sit back and, and be uh, selfish. have everything come to you and be, be selfish. selfish? Be greedy, yeah. And here's a question for the panel. In terms yeah. of understanding women and innately knowing how to do that as you enter adulthood how much does it help to to have a sister a lot a lot Probably. I, think. Yeah. I had two sisters who i love dearly and call every other day yeah. and uh boy it it showed me a lot about um women it really but, did and, and uh, i had no sisters and i come from a family where there's been six divorces so maybe uh, well, i think we, we, need some we, we, we may have stumbled on something yeah, that may be. <laughs> the sister is, shall be assigned so to what are we gonna do we're gonna go to china and start renting uh you know female sisters female yeah. sisters and yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is you know we're, we're talking hindsight here right, right, right. this is how do we this is great now to point this me. out danny i'm sorry well both my sisters were mail order so they weren't my real if i can add to that i think a lot of men don't have female friends that they're not interested oh, in okay and I think that that's another way you might not have sisters but you can still have and, women who you rely on in your life and mm -hmm. would you consider that more generational thing because I know that was that's difficult my generation and even much more difficult from these boneheads that I talk about on my show they mm -hmm. weren't friends with women at all I mean oh. women were either objects or they were maternal or they were wow you know, okay that's... so so but I think now it's become a a much more, more yeah. open and acceptable to yeah, have for sure. you know, female friends. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not talking about the friends with benefits and all the bullshit that comes right. along Just, with, you know, no, straight up, sex. You, straight you, up friends. You, yeah. you go with a friend to the prom. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily go with a lover to the prom right. anymore. You or an expected lover. You want an expected lover. But it's right, Bob, because that's that's mostly what we wanted from women for for so long is just a sex partner and not necessarily someone who we could grow and change with and who we would listen to. And I think, you know, you say, well, how do you get along with women? How how do you change? You listen to your partner. You I'm listen sorry, what? to the person mm -hmm. that you're in love with. Well, you're not in love with me, Danny. That's why you're not I like you a lot. I know. But you, change, you, you keep you changing. You just want sex. You keep changing. <laughs> and you, you listen and you appreciate their opinions. You seek out their opinions. Yes. Well, of course. Let's, yeah. go, let's go back, though, to this generation that I'm making fun of in the show. And okay. look, and, you know, we, we're getting into a very serious conversation. I just want to let everybody know out there that it's a, it's a hysterical show. It's funny. But the, mm -hmm. whenever, you, God, whenever yeah. you try to dissect comedy, it never, it's never funny when you're dissecting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what I like about your show is is you do everything while drinking a beer so it's kind of like a ventriloquist drinking a glass of water yeah yeah is. and everything happens while you're drinking this beer yeah and if you believe that then you know jamie's going to do the show when i'm not there <laughs> i don't believe much of what jamie does yeah, yeah. no so don't uh, please don't but you know you go back to this gener to the generation jamie brought it up about you know all you're looking for is is a partner that's a sexual partner of some kind that has the only thing for thousands of years that has been dictated into our culture and our business yeah. is guilty of it. You know, the, the entertainment business is nothing. I mean, even, even the advertising business. I mean, what's interesting is, if, does anyone know who the, who, um, the uh, father of, of, of modern advertising, they, do they know that he was the cousin of Sigmund Freud? I mean, mm. these, these, this is all mm. how you can use emotions to sell stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have been hitting this over men's and boys' heads for so long they're, I don't even see how they can think a different way. And and the women, uh, 
to have accepted it uh, until the, a, a series of brave women started to come along. It started with maybe suffragettes, maybe before that. But any <clears throat> woman who thought to the contrary sure. was a witch in the old days. Yeah. And now, and, 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 why, have, and why do we only have one woman on this panel? And, that's just well, today. Oh, that's okay. today. Wait, yeah. we have two. See if you can figure out who the other yeah. one is. <laughs> yeah. No, Lori is one of my co-hosts, and she's not you. with us today. And we often have for female Lori. guests. And, of course, Dina's here. Dina's here. She's, uh, but she's playing know. Pong. Who is there. more grateful for your insights, women or men? Um, uh, you know, it's. I mean, I'm not uh, trying to skate on this, but it's, it is pretty even-handed. It's, it's 50-50. Now... Women will walk out of the show going, uh, I used to date every one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Men will walk out of the show going, mm, I used to be every one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I try to, especially with this show and a couple of my other shows, uh, it, you have to have a 50-50 bouncing f- back and forth. Otherwise, all you're going to do is piss one side off and not another. So, I mean, right. my... Well, I was taking notes, Bob. Yes. Uh-oh. And um, according to your panel of experts, women want honesty, coolness, passion sense of humor, communication, sensitivity, and maybe spelling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and not Aaron. Is is there anything that we learn as we watch the show that that is, is well, a correction of any of the above? Yes. Uh, in the show, I mean, I think in the clip, which, which you saw, was uh, the, the premise is the, is the stage is the inside of my brain. Mm-hmm. It's an old premise of the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain, different hemispheres, different functions. Left is masculine, right is feminine, for lack of better terms. I mean, that's all been a lot more intricately uh, developed in, over the years. But basically, <clears throat> you left side of your brain is linear, logical. Right side of the brain is emotional, intuitive. So the left side of his brain, his masculine side, is full of crap. It's just empty pizza boxes, bad furniture. I mean, it's a mess. <laughs> and that's where he lives. And that's where all these five guys live that come up uh, that I portray in the show. The right side, his feminine side, is empty because he never wanders over there to think. Now, during the course of the show, there is a feminine voice that speaks to him, which is his feminine voice, uh, and slowly builds him so that the point where he finds some balance between the two, and that is the message. It's not like you go completely over the right side or you go completely over the left side. Are, you, men, mm-hmm. are men afraid of their feminine voice? Of course. I mean, well, my generation, even the generation I'm talking about in this show, you know, it's like you... Is, you, you're afraid to listen to their feminine voice because it's going to make them gay. you just gay enough to use coasters. That's as gay as you get. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, that's shifting in your de- generation, yeah, of isn't it? it is. Yeah, Scott, I mean, it? to a degree, on, on the edges of it, the, where the edges are is moving, right, if you look at that spectrum. But the middle of that spectrum still exists with your kind of standard guys, I think, who have existed for as, as long as men have, mm-hmm. which is fear of being judged. I don't think it's a fear of your own feminine side. It's a fear of being judged by for your peers. Al- right, for allowing mm-hmm. that to present itself yeah. a little more. And then that's that runs the, the cycle of the problem because now you're the fear of the fear that you have because you want to become balanced is based on a bunch of boneheads who aren't balanced. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's, you wow. know, it's, it feeds itself. Yeah. That's yeah. trippy. It is trippy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I mean, funny. So, yeah. <laughs> you got to come and see it. It is, it's it's a, it is funny. a funny show. I've seen it time and time again. It's, it's a wonderful show. I learn something from it every time I see it. I really yeah, do. Yeah, it is. I mean, man. it is written pretty thickly. So, yeah. and uh, I don't know if that, that advert. What do you mean, written right? pretty thickly? Well, well. you can watch it and listen to it, but come back and see it, and there are things that you miss, even though it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, reading a good yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not like a sitcom where, you know, it's, it's rare unless you just I've noticed that, too, them. in rewatching stuff. Sometimes if you come back and see it again, you're coming back as a slightly different person each time. Or, oh. mm-hmm. well, and yeah. your perspective, yeah. Dan, you go, where was I that day? Oh, yeah. my, oh. Yeah. So you I have know, a I, different yeah. conversation with the content every time 
You said I think you I do. have a different execution of the content. The content really? is always the same. So to me, as as an actor, it's the there is a um, the audience is the other character in the show. Mm-hmm. It's me, and even though they don't have any lines, it's how they react and how they. Oh, and so you play I, off of that. Well, you do, but it's not an improvisational right. type play. It's more of a play of you understand culture, you understand the way certain you know it's certainly plays. Jokes are different in the South than they are in the Northwest, and <laughs> its yeah. reactions are. Um, and I've seen it. Uh, it's been translated in all these different languages. Huh. You know, so I've seen it in different countries. So, who are the other guys that perform it, like in Hungary? Who performs it? Uh, I don't know their names, but it's Hungarian. <laughs> I mean, if they do it in, I mean, they're not doing it in English. Right. I've had when I was doing this show, I had four other actors that I hired that we were all doing it at the same time, and we would. Uh, I mean, that's. It doesn't matter <clears throat> whether I'm doing it or not. It's what the material is it's the it's the the depth and the uh, the thickliness yeah so um, that's why you have, you have other material and then other guys go out and yeah, play if you're you, a good actor sure no, yeah that's interesting yeah, you can pull it off it seems so interesting to me that um they've done this show in other countries because mm-hmm. it feels very rooted in american culture so do they make it, changes to yes, it based course. on they well they do i mean obviously when you're in france you're not gonna they're, they're right, all gonna be french gonna guys be, right. they're, gonna, they're all so, gonna be jean michel <laughs> there's all there's all there's always the bigot there's so, always the the you know the lothario there's always the old man it's just right. uh, they i've it's sort I of give, like a universal in france, the french guy's belgian yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like universal <laughs> archetypes exactly oh, that's what i was saying earlier on it's kind of a stereotypical set of archetypes that are you know it's something you can you can draw from on it, and it the male female problem is is you know never going to. Have end. you seen it in other? Have you gone to see yep. it in other countries? Sure. Where where did you enjoy it the most? Well, I didn't enjoy it in any of them because I didn't know what the <laughs> hell they were saying. I just listened to where the laughs were, and I knew that okay, that laugh should be there, and it was. But, and it was you, there, but you but, can tell from the attitude. Oh yeah, I mean the like guy it. in Sweden did it. He did a great. And, um, uh, there's a guy in France who who uh, did it. Um, I have yet to see the one in. They just started doing it. Well, they did. It's. There's a lot of countries I didn't go to that haven't seen it because it's already had its its uh, kind of glory days. A lot, you know, mm-hmm. it's a show unless they're redoing it. It's you know, I'm just going to different places that uh, haven't seen it at this point now. And so I haven't been. I've only heard about this with plays. I've never actually heard like well, it the, is where, a play. Where, that's it. But it's a one. It's kind of a one man show from what well, I've seen. It is a one man yeah, show. Yeah, but it's yeah. a play. A play. But I'm saying, it's, like, usually you're thinking... But you're thinking oh, in, the, in the realms of stand-up. Like, I mean, you're the guys in goes everywhere. Yeah, love letters does. Yeah. And, um... It's a message you know, that You know what's, what the, the comics in France are doing now? They're just taking George Carlin stuff and putting it in French and copying and plagiarizing it right off the bat. That's throwing true. it out there. That's so, true. It's, yeah. So it's, um... Yeah. Which is awful, but that's stand-up. This, I'm giving you the license. Yes, take this oh. and memorize it and do it. And you... Make sure you give me 20% of the gate. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, make the, at least, guy. otherwise, why would you do I'm it? I'm stuck it's, on George Carlin in France now. Oh, you, it's, oh, this is actually. This are my shows. That's where my shows are. Uh-huh. May shows. Yeah, well, um, the seven words are different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> more syllables. Yeah. And more. They're French Maybe words. More. But it's a, it's a message that never, that never gets old and needs yeah. to be reiterated, I, I think. Uh, time there, and time there again. are certain, yeah. t- to go back to uh, the question or the, uh, of how it, how it's de- taken and uh, embraced in different countries, there are other countries, and as we know, that are not as far down the gravy train of being balanced and being, you know, giving women rights evolved. and not and being evolved. Mm-hmm. So now, for it to be do- be done in Mexico, is kind of like what it was being done here twenty years ago. Because they're still behind the behind the ball on the right. chauvinism and the and the machismo. So, so mm-hmm. you're a person online, right, Bob? 
Sure. Yeah. What have you noticed about how internet culture is informing the relationship between men and women? You know, I, I guess I, it's, I'm a bit of a, a cynic when it comes to that because I think all this is is smoke and mirrors because where nobody's able to get to any depth. I mean, anytime you put something up on a two-dimensional or even a one-dimensional screen when it's just letters and words, there's no interaction of any kind. I mean, I don't care how many emojis you throw up there. Yeah, it's a brawl. So, but if, if a man mm-hmm. were to come upon an article, a well-written article about mansplaining and read it, wouldn't he come away better better aware of maybe what not to say or how to how to present things, how to frame things? Sure. Well, either yeah. that or I'm, pissed off. Right, if he was open to it, then he but, would. You know, yeah, if they were open <clears> to it. Yeah. But the thing is, well, there's, there's no engagement. This is, this is all the internet, what it's turned out to be. says, here's everything. You pick what you want. I mean, we've already figured that out as has gone mm-hmm. on when reagan dismantled uh, the fcc and and put oh you can you can take any point of view you want so we get fox news we get MSN, we get everybody's point of view thinking not intentionally but thinking okay i'll take a little this a little that a little yeah that. that's not what happens you just i'm going to take everything of what i want to hear so you're going to get a guy who's i don't care if it's a great uh, uh article or not whatever you go into it with your position is what you're going to take out and of you it. look for something if, that matches that and if you don't have anybody mm-hmm. in there to have any dialogue echo chamber it's you know it's just going to yeah grow the bubble but if you if you are endeavoring to learn and grow th- there's tools there available to you sure yeah so there's probably a tutorial on youtube about how to learn and grow Sure. You know, that you but could look at. You have to be open to growing. You have to, to go be willing to, to do it. And, well, and what I'm trying to do with the show is just you can do it in an hour and a half and come see it. And that's mm-hmm. basically, you know, you'll you'll learn and grow so when it comes to men and women. Too, people become open to things. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It just spoonful of sugar, man, if it's funny. Right <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's and that's what has always been my uh, core value of doing these shows is that it has to be funny. I mean, sure, I can be dramatic and I can do that, but nobody's going to take so it tell with me a grain of salt unless they're laughing about it. Because this is your piece of work and this is what you've been working on. Mm-hmm. And in that time period, you got married. So w- was this work your life's work in a way that... That, that transformed your life prior to marriage yeah and then look i told everybody i wrote the show but my wife explained it to me <laughs> <laughs> and that's about as true as it gets and not only do i it tell is, people that so true. it's her line she made it up she she wrote that line and you give her for credit me, for and it, i give her credit which, for it. yeah so in the play hashtag evolution in the play the voice that i said is a feminine voice it's my wife's voice mm-hmm. so when i'm on the road i get to basically talk to her and listen to her every every night the only problem is it's the same damn conversation over and over because it's the same play but still there is you know she's a, an integral part in it and it's she's uh, well jamie you know lauren yeah as well. and, wonderful um, woman so it's incredible and it's to the point where do you as a as a as a man or as, as a young man want to grow like what brian's saying mm-hmm. and embrace something more with somebody not on a screen mm-hmm. but somebody it, who is there in contact in three dimensions that you can have a dialogue with so when and you then, decided that she was the one what did you change or what did you decide needed to change about you well I, it wasn't like it was going out for a university course of some sort it was <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it's that's just part of the whole dynamic of you know falling in love with somebody mm-hmm. and then and, and it evolves and, and moves around i mean there's I can look back now, not saying that I need to work on my anger or I need to work on my, um, you know, uh, pettiness, pettiness, bathing, 
Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they, what, yeah. Jamie, you don't have, have to hygiene. assign negative traits to him. Hygiene. <laughs> hygiene. Work on He's hygiene. perfectly capable of doing that. <laughs> I, can, yeah, I can assign my own negative traits, Jamie. Yeah, okay. you do All right. I'm we'll sorry. punch them up. Sorry. Right? I, well, uh, you were stumbling. You were looking yeah. for a negative well, I, trait. Because I'm, I'm trying, trying to think of, because I mean, I hate to say it, but I think we, my Spock. wife and I, she'll say it too, we've got a, a great relationship. You know, it's, all, yeah. it's perfect. And we look at ourselves and we look at everybody else who's going through messes and we go, God, we're just fucking lucky i know we do the same so, thing we do the same know. thing we really do and i do and i do that with sarah too your wife yeah and i know <laughs> you, i've done that with sarah too that's yeah. right. everybody you know. what nights uh, i'm on tuesdays oh. wednesdays okay <laughs> what well, what like today okay I, I had a couple of of stumbling blocks i had a, a few things that just went wrong mm -hmm. and i guess i was a little uh, snippy and <laughs> and i yeah and i apologized to sarah and I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong. She says, you're being greedy. Greedy? That's what's wrong. And I really took that to heart. And so even on the drive over here, I enumerated the things that I was being greedy about. And now I All right, Jamie, quit hogging the microphone, okay? You're being not going to be <laughs> as greedy. I have a few more things to say here. Yeah. No, but, 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 but that's it. You, you really, and that's why I said earlier, listening is is so key and sarah and i also we look at these people and, and we just go what the heck are they thinking why why did they put themselves through this when all it, all you have to do is just take a moment and not be so greedy question to both you Can, guys with your when you look at other marriages or other relationships <clears throat> is it easy for you to see what they're doing wrong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah is there a common thread well, you know, if you want, really want to get to at the beginning of the conversation, yeah. a lot of it's immaturity, Boy, both it men and women, immaturity. but it is immaturity. But I, I mean, just to add something to to um, Jamie's uh, uh, observation <laughs> <laughs> of, of the listening, there are people who listen only to try to get in their point of view, and that's not listening. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, you want to listen, but you also want to be listening exactly. and trying to be a little bit open. And that's what you can do when you have... A, two people involved right. in the conversation instead of one on one screen and one on another screen. I don't care if it's FaceTime or it's not FaceTime. Well, I'm going to listen to Lane. Or actually, okay. I'm going to read what he wrote on Dry Erase, which is, we're going to break for commercial. Oh, oh, great. Cue card. He gets Dry Erase. Thank you, Lane. He does. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm one of the hosts of Massive Late Fee. Do you remember Blockbuster? Well, we do, and we racked up a lot of late fees there. That's why we're glad there's things like Netflix, Hulu, and Blockbuster has died, mostly because of us. We cover streaming shows and pretty much whatever we want. Join us every Thursday as we talk TV and movies on Massive Late Fee. You can find us at Massive Late Fee on Twitter, Massive Late Fee on Facebook. You can email the show at MassiveLateFee at gmail.com com, and you can find us at MySpace, Massive Late Fee. Massive Late Fee, the best podcast we can think of. Yay, Massive wow. Late Fee. Mass, What's massive, it called? Massive, massive Late Fee, late I believe. Fee, I believe. Which is we, what you would incur at Blockbuster or if MILF. you did not oh, return. That was the original MILF. <laughs> Uh, question for the panel. Do men take out their frustrations with women in real life by being horrible to women online? Or are they just trying desperately to communicate somehow with women in whatever way they know how and whatever maturity level they're at? Uh, mm -hmm. So here's an article that I found in Mashable, and they are highlighting what they are calling the curse of the Twitter reply guy. So the Twitter reply guy is uh, a lot of people, mostly women, have noticed that... One or two men always, no matter what, reply to their tweets. These men are colloquial known as reply guys. Here is a tweet from Scott Barolo, and he has kind of like broken this down, and he's sort of 
uh, notice that it's especially happening to women in tech, women, women in STEM, because, and here's my theory, it's because like really s smart guys who aren't like necessarily mature emotionally, they maybe think that they have a chance of impressing women in STEM, and so they reply to their tweets thinking that they have something to offer, but they're going about it in all the wrong ways that, that women tend to find abrasive or offensive. So. Um, in STEM? STEM is science, technology, and... and uh, Medical? And, and other math, matters. Mathematics. Math, and some other letters. And mathematics. And oh, okay. It should be science. It's STEEAM. It should be... Because arts should be in there, too. I've always, I've always objected to that uh, expression, STEM. It would be STEEAM. S-T-E-A-M. It STEEAM. But they get a lot of reply guys who repeat the same unhelpful comments. And so, at Shrew Shrew and I... This is, uh, this is a tweet from Scott Barolo. At Shrew Shrew and I... Um, a woman and a man in science have attempted to catalog these replies to save us all the trouble of writing new responses every time. So we now they are now presenting the nine types of reply guys. And we can discuss all of these. Okay, so their research has identified number one is the life coach, a.k.a. victim blaming. So let's say someone tweets something that they're frustrated with something at work, then this guy would reply with, I've got free advice for you because I know things and you got this. So they, they come at it like they're very encouraging, but it's also kind of condescending. Do we know mm -hmm. this person? <clears throat> sure, they used to have them yeah. in bars. Sure. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, you know, oh, I'm sorry you feel so down. I mean, but you really, you know, you look sweet in that dress. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, uh, you, let me buy you a drink. I don't think there's, but go ahead. I, I, I'm just, I understand that all I'm doing is falling back on what I was explaining earlier, this whole idea of trying to get some conversation, some dialogue going on with a back and forth. Of, right. This is like, well, I'm, what am I, passing notes in school? No, but here's what... I here's miss what that. I read, <laughs> I'm going to finish reading yep. his tweet, but this is what I thought of when I, when I was reading about the Reply Guys. All right, so when my nephew, who we all know is, is a sm smarty pants and Ryan's best friend, um, <laughs> when he was a baby, I just kept saying to my sister, when's he going to talk? Because I like find pe I find people who can talk more interesting than babies, for <laughs> example. Mm -hmm. Babies not talkative. They don't have a lot to say. Unless it's he, a really good looking. Baby. When is he gonna? Yeah. When is he gonna talk? When is he gonna talk? When is he gonna talk? So finally, we're, we're we were in France, and he finally had kind of figured out how to talk. But all he knew how to say was, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" So we're in a car driving through France, and the conversation is kind of. What's that? A tree. What's that? A man. What's that? A house. What's that? A tree. I mean, and this was, right. so finally, Amy goes, my, his mother goes, well, you're the one who wanted him to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you wish I for. Said, but I thought he was going to say more than one thing. Right. And then I realized this is his attempt at conversation because that's all he knows how to say, but I respond. Mm -hmm. So he just, he, right. he was reply guy yeah. at age two, but he <laughs> outgrew it. Mm -hmm. So, and some of these guys have just not outgrown what's that, you right. know? Well, I think there's two I, elements to replies in general, right? The first of which is just a lot of men believe, well, if she just notices me, right, I'm good enough. So she just has to notice me and then, then I'll marry her or whatever they think is going to happen. And the second part is just to transition online. Imagine, right, because there's a button that says comment. Imagine if a woman just walked into a bar and said comments and just <laughs> waited for, yeah. for men to speak up, right? Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. So I think part of it is just the opportunity for everyone to say whatever's on their mind instead of actually realizing that there's a time and a place to say things. Well, isn't, or don't they feel s somewhat um, safe? Because, I mean, there's always been countless, you know, movies, books, and things been written about, you know, the young, shy guy who can't get a, a, up the... Uh, courage to go ask the girl to dance mm -hmm. right so when you can just set that's why we set notes when we were in school that's why you know this yeah. is i mean but that's but all this to me encourages the fact that it just keeps that development 
or lack of development. It's just it's arrested development for right. these guys because all they're now doing is just being constantly this just, is the only way i can communicate they don't know they do. don't know anything else so they've tried so that's all why these, you have nine different they ways have nine of, different notes on the piano they keep hitting these yep. notes and none of them are the correct making note. music no. so number two is the tone police whatever issues you are discussing it's clearly your attitude that is the real problem uh hashtags civility so they're telling hmm. the girl who's tweeting that she just if she would change her attitude maybe people at work would listen to her number three is the gaslighter so um so what's the big deal anyway uh something similar happened to me walk it off yeah number four mm -hmm. is the cookie manster so this is like someone that sort of mansplains <laughs> of but with with like a little sugar on top i guess mm -hmm. uh i don't harass women and i want tons of credit for it i said a nice thing to a female coworker. look at me mom uh so that's <laughs> the, the person who wants credit for being nice to women mm -hmm. cookie um number five i love number five it's called empathy and this is the guy who's convinced that if you start listening to all of women's concerns, then that will be the end of civilization. So, oh no, but what about the real victims? Us poor men. If you keep this up, all men will eventually get fired. And also, how will we reproduce? Um, so number six is the sea lion. Now, this one takes a little bit of explaining because it's like this term originated in a comic where... Where there's a woman who says, I love all, all mammals except, or all sea life except I don't like sea lions. And then all of a sudden in the next frame, there's a sea lion going, well, why don't you like me? I want some data to back that up. So it's, <laughs> it's the person who has to, you know, like, link, please, you know, mm -hmm. source. He's just asking questions. If you don't respond, then I'm right and I win. If you do respond, I will never stop asking you rude, dismissive questions. So it's like mm -hmm. there's no correct response to this kind of guy because... If you give him the sources he's looking for, then he thinks that this is a conversation and we keep going. And if you ignore him, then he says, you, you don't have anything, so I won. And I think the internet is full of those kind of people, and it's not just a guy-girl thing. Right. Lane, you've seen this guy, right? The sea lion. See, <coughs> uh, you're lying. See, lion. See, you're lying. Sea lion eyes. There, I've been in a conversation with the sea lion before. Yeah. yeah. How and, do you handle it? Um, I mean, you just have to let the i don't know what how do the sea lions they let the water roll off let them the be like the sea lion mm -hmm. because he, what he's going to do is anything that you say like you said he's going to have an answer for and if you try to have a conversation like you would with a normal person where you're like making a joke or something he's going to say like well you're not addressing the facts mm -hmm. so i'm right and you're wrong so yeah, you what's can't, the, pretty much you're in a trap all, is, are those all you're in a trap all oh no there's more there? we have um, but wait, the, there's more. they're all seven. they all seem to have the same uh I'll yeah, well, let me finish yeah, and then we'll, we'll address. Okay, so seven yeah. is the mansplainer. Mm -hmm. I know that you did not technically ask for advice, but a woman stating a fact is a cry for help. Um, number yeah. eight. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Number eight is the prestige. Hey, that man harassing you is a great man, and you were destroying his legacy. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> and number nine, and that, that's like the Woody Allen kind of thing or whatever. Mm. What do you mean? There's a lot of different people that <laughs> fall into that category of like, but wait, he did great things. Uh, number nine is, yeah, but Matt Lauer had a door that he could lock with his foot behind his desk. Mm -hmm. So number nine is just your classic trolls, creeps, and fools. Wasn't yeah. that a Sonny and Cher song? And these are people that will say things to, like, <laughs> yes. um, like this is, Trump is, Trump is like number nine. Um, you're too ugly for me to sexually harass. Get over yourself. So those are the nine types. Yeah, he's going to dismiss, dismiss rape as not my type, but lust after your daughter who is your type, right? Yeah. That, that's God. his var variation. Yeah. All, right, it's just, all of this that seems to be, and you know, I can't keep going back, it's just allowing 
malignant narcissism. It's just different yeah. labels. All of these nice. nine characteristics that you're saying are all parts it's the same of thing. narcissism. Spokes on the same wheel. Uh, so it's just yeah. psychopathy presenting in different forms. Exactly, and it's yeah. and it's and what we were saying earlier too. If it, this is all that you've learned, all that you're doing, uh, you think. I mean, I, I, not dismissing what these guys are, are think they believe, mm-hmm. but it's delusional. They think they're actually accomplishing something. They think they're actually having finding some sort of self esteem. They think no, they're they've got this narcissistic personality, and they want it reinforced because mm-hmm. their self worth is too low. Right. Yeah. And they can't. They can't uh, show restraint. They can't show any restraint. I mean, you look at some things on online, and and you just the wisest thing to do is not answer. You know, not 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 go there. Well, I think all. normal because, people don't. I think most yeah. people don't. Which well, is that's why because these normal people don't so understand. Loud. Normal people don't understand how they they're getting gaslit and how and they, the only way to shut down a narcissist is to not communicate. You have to put a right. firewall up. Right. That's right. it. Right. Right. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm the one who can make the difference, or I, you know, I I'm in a lawsuit it. right now with some idiot in a, in our building. Yeah. Who every time they fire their attorney, we got to talk to the other attorney, and the attorney comes in and says, oh well, whoa, I'll be able to fix this. He says, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. This person we're dealing with is a malignant, psychopathic narcissist. And then after three or four hours, they realize that's happened. So, I mean, I get it. People want to think that they're the ones who can re- respond and change. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, yeah. it's, you know, there's a, there's a, we've created a huge culture. And, 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 and we got one in the White House. It comes down from the right. top. It's trickle-down right. narcissism. I, yeah, look. It comes from the top. Trump isn't elected because he's the, he's the only narcissist around. There's 30, oh. 33% of the country that's, is, and that's sure. why they were voting for him. So sure. it's, you know. Oh, wow. Well, he's got a lot of other great qualities. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does, yeah. In addition to the narcissist. But right. I really, yeah. I think that the women. only thing that you can do is avoid these types of personalities and not certainly not elect them president. But we all encounter them. And, and what are the warning signs? So how can we avoid... Those those people in our lives. I mean, online you can. I I don't respond to people that I think are, are either that reply guy or a Russian troll. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't engage. No, that's that's all you can do. That's the whole thing. That is the mature thing to do. It's not a let win. Think and they won. Try and not let them think they won. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're, right. it's not a win. You you're yeah. the winner because you get to walk away peacefully. That's yeah. the win. I also walk away from the blackjack table two dollars up. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Can I get win and bet? That's it. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, let's get that on some t-shirts. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So I think we've addressed the, the, the problem uh, in, in terms of what creates a, a, a reply guy in the first place. And I think that in order to not be a reply guy, you just have to be willing to do some work on yourself. And maybe that's one of the things that we teach boys is that, you know, you're not weak. You have to be strong, and therefore, be it working on yourself means that you have to identify a weakness. And people or young men don't don't yeah. want to do that yeah, because they've been taught, that. you know, to walk it off and to never acknowledge any yeah. kind of weakness. I don't think there's a lot of nuance with men that goes into thinking about what parts of you are central to your identity and what parts of you are more ancillary. So everyone holds on to all the parts of their identity very strongly, mm-hmm. which is really that core identity is what you want to be confident in and, mm-hmm. and know that you're enough. And then the rest of it is what you have to be open to changing and, and developing. And so <laughs> people can't think in that divided way and they just say, no, all of me is all of who I am and I have to be confident and be a man and not let that change. But that's kind of a toxic way of thinking when you can't separate those elements. It truly is toxic. And like the Trump way of thinking is if anyone comes at you, come at them 10 times harder instead of going, hey, I wonder why someone came at at me. Maybe, you know, I need to take a look at addressing something. But if all you're doing is like swatting back, 
then it it nothing is ever resolved or nothing no, is ever improved just, if everything wrong with me is someone else's fault i think that's mm -hmm. an exhausting way to have to live it's exhausting to have to live through it <clears throat> well just it is but i'm telling you when you get basis. if you want to i don't have the articles on hand but i've done enough research on them and so is my wife about narcissism mm -hmm. and the sociopathy this is what they live for this is what keeps them going oh it's mm -hmm. so, so them, it's it not them. it's a fuel and that's the only way to shut it down is to turn off the gas. It's you, you don't engage. I mean, that is one of the problems that, you know, we've never had it on such a scale politically as we have now because you, we're going, you're using old norms to feed into uh, discussing things with him or countering him or, or showing, proving that he's a liar or whatever, whatever it is that we're doing. All it is is fuel. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's, you know, you're never going to get the media to stop. No, doing no, no. That. So, Obviously, it, it translates to so, ratings because anytime yeah. he's speaking, they're putting a mic. In Give me a sharpie. <laughs> Give me a sharpie. Uh, so I mean, it is. A, it's a catch twenty two. It's it's a difficult uh, situation. Well, it, we're just trying to figure out, you know, how to get guys yeah, to need, to, <laughs> like need to, to be like Ryan to get outside of you know the little linear thinking and, and, yeah. and branch out. Yeah. Well, I don't think narcissism yeah. is just a male issue. Oh no, I mean, no, yeah, no, for sure. Well, i.e. Sarah Palin. Well, that's very narcissistic for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do understand that, you know, I mean, Narcissus was the guy in ancient mythology who looked at himself in the pond and right, was so right. en enamored with himself that he fell right. in and drowned. Right. It's the same thing with, you know, Snow White and the Wicked Witch looks in the mirror. Mm -hmm. The mirror tells her what she wants. Now we've got selfies. We've got television. Anything that's yeah. a two-dimensional flat yeah. screen. It's the idea that the... There's we're ignoring the bigger world around us and all we're doing is saying me 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 right. Well, because so. you know, you don't fall into the pond and drown. It takes longer for that to happen, right? And maybe we reached a tipping point today. Hopefully it's Let's impeach day. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, um, well, it's been suggested. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jamie I was just going to say, back to the, the, the reply guy, there's there's sometimes, uh, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, you read something online, uh, Facebook or Twitter, and it's a obvious cry for help. It's obvious, obvious that they want you to tell them uh, how smart they are or how beautiful they are. Or, yeah, you know, I, I noticed that you lost three pounds. That's great. You know, it, it's and they post a picture of themselves and say, I just lost three pounds. Boy, I feel terrific now. This is my journey. Yeah, this is my, yeah, this <laughs> is my journey. <laughs> just so, you're so courageous. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, three pounds, the epic. So, you know, and that the, those are the hardest things not to respond to because I, I am uh, just a person who likes to help other people if and when I can. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be uh, condescending to them or I, I, I don't want you know, to just... No, why not? Why not? You yeah, do I know. You do, I know. You do, I do know what condescending means, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to feed every beast. Like, you don't have to feed the three-pound beast. You can just feed the making cookies with my granddaughter beast. You know, you know it's like... Okay, you lost three pounds. Am I saying to all the people who didn't, like, boy, are you a bunch of lazy schlups? Or, what, yeah. whatever, or are you saying, look, if I can do it, anyone can. And wait a minute. And wait a minute. You got to got to remember, these reply guys are always online. What are they doing with their lives? That's it. What are they doing? You know, I I go on Facebook for an hour, hour and a half a day, sometimes. Jeez. Other people, yeah, allegedly. And other uh, allegedly, you know, through the day, through the day, I go back and forth to it. I don't just sit there. You gotta for, pace yourself. Yeah, yeah, you do, and and and, and meter it out. 
but um, there's some people that are always there. Mm -hmm. No matter what you post or when you post, they're the first person to respond. And and I got to think to myself, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're just sitting there waiting for somebody to say something. Well, as with other types of benevolent sexism, like uh, catcalling disguised as compliments, um, what you should do, rather Uh than being the reply guy, is stop replying and start listening. So I think whether you're engaging with women or men or anybody, really, you don't always have to get the last word. Sometimes it's just about hearing what someone said and saying, oh, I hear you. Sure. Yeah, sure you do. But you know, where's the where's the culture reinforcement for that? All it is now is the loudest voice wins. It's, I mean, yeah. whoever can the say the last voice? thing yeah. last. Yeah, I mean, whoever can, you know, little heart make button. the other person just give up. Just a little yeah, heart button. Exactly. If, then, it, right. That's good. No, you, you're right. It, it's, back away. Give up. There should and be a we little, understand that. Put down the emoji. Just send up an electric chair or something. You know, we're finished. This is it. Yeah, but it's it's like... The conversation goes on into the night, whereas before the internet, there was a time when the phone stopped ringing and you could just have your ah, thoughts. True. You could open a book, you could turn on the TV, you could just have your thoughts. But I think that compulsion that we could continue this conversation is very enticing. And a lot of people don't know when to turn the conversation off. We need well, to bring back test pattern. <laughs> what is it on the, on the phone in the, in the old days where is it you hang up no no you hang up no, first no no no, I'll hang up. no you say no you hang up and you're on and you're on you're on. it's like ah oh, goodbye that, but that's a search on for. the count of three yeah is it on three or go yeah all right yeah it's a uh it's that desire to be loved and wanted you know and so sure. it's you know and that's what i i that, think that's the this type of regrettably the type of technology is in under the auspices of finding love you're not it's making it more and more obscure more and more difficult like i said you know we go from looking in a puddle of water looking in a mirror or looking at a selfie it's just Mm -hmm. it's so you are so consumed with yourself at this point right do you you know people have found each other online in relationships sure and tell me what the percentage of that is does anybody know? Uh, I mean, seven. is it really I big? Don't. Is it, you know, I mean, I, see, this I is the whole say, thing of, which, which gets me is like, okay, I went to a restaurant a hundred times and the hundred first time was a shitty meal. So now I'm not going to ever go back again. There are a hundred mm-hmm. times it was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got maybe three or 4% or five or 10%. Uh, those it. people who aren't going to find, find any, any romance online, they're going to find it somewhere else. They're going to go. I mean, what did we do? We had to go to bars. We had, you know, whatever it is, what we did. We had to go right, to auditions. Take, this is let's kind of take personal. a little, sir. Okay, go ahead. Kind of personal. But what was the first thing you said to you, to your, uh, uh, now wife I said do you want to go to New Zealand with me <laughs> yeah I think that's wonderful whatever happened to hello did she say yes I oh. think that's yeah she did great. we got married in New Zealand oh, there you go. Said, <laughs> so she said yes yeah. yeah really and they got married in that New Zealand that was the first thing you said to her yeah well the first thing when I, when I saw she was sitting next to a friend of mine yeah. another woman that I knew and I had a voice in my head that says if you talk to this woman it'll change the rest of your life Oh. Then uh, to myself, I said, you really want to fucking listen to her. That's in your voice. <laughs> but you got a pretty good life going here. So. But I still went up and sat and talked. And uh, the friend of mine, uh, she was moving to Australia. And I looked at my wife-to-be, and I said, have you ever been to New Zealand? She said, no. I said, you want to go? She said, maybe. And that was it. Yeah. I She took some convincing, but I knew right away. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love that story, I know. but skip, I want to take a little skip survey. Skip the movie, skip the drink, sure. right to New Zealand. I just too. want to take a little survey because I know, Bob, you had that experience of like, you have to meet the person in real life. And I, I met my husband in real life, and so I kind of feel that way too. Like, you mm-hmm. have to get us. When I watch Catfish, Catfish on MTV, I'm like, how can they be so in love with someone that they've never really met or mm-hmm. seen because there's always a broken camera? You know, there's some reason why they're not even FaceTiming. 
<laughs> so I want to take a survey of the young men in this room. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. How many people okay. do you know who found real love uh, using... Is that not ageism? I don't know like five people who have even found real love, period. Period, so, let alone okay. it's on the internet. But how many... How many Nobody. No relationships right. through... Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Tinder no. or something. Lane. Okay. I, I know a few. You I've do? I've had a few good relationships through Tinder. Um... I know You've a few had a few? People. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're over. So yeah, so <laughs> but they were a few they weren't failed. bad. I yeah. mean, it's like I don't know. I think it's a so, new. It's just a new resource. I mean, it's it's a different. But you you actually met them and talk with them. It wasn't yeah, everything. Yeah, you know, you didn't go through all your your first. Uh, Sex, yeah, you, sex tapes over the right exactly you know you actually went out and had coffee and it's went just out a date another it's yeah. just another way it's to not meet an artificially it's intelligent not. robot or anything that you yeah know i mean about. If, yeah. and if you're like on tinder and you're talking to someone for like three months that's like an issue <laughs> but if you meet someone on tinder and then you're like hey let's go to drink next week it's the digital and you do then like what's the difference you know it's a door sure. opening yeah bob it's not like this is the right. relationship just exactly i type you type i type you type it's like hey let's go to the starbucks that's mm -hmm. midway between franny how many people do you know that have met and found love through dating apps well, my girlfriend right now, I met on an app. <laughs> yes. Uh, How did that You go? met on an app? Yeah, on Bumble. Yeah. Not on Tinder, Bumble, but so. one, okay. one of She was his driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Uber app. Uh, but yeah, this that was back in January. So, yeah. so how quickly Good. did you go from, I like you, you like me, I like your picture, you like my picture, let's meet up in person? It was probably like a, a week, just because I was busy and she was busy. Yeah. yeah, it should be. It should come offline within a week, I think. Yeah. Rules yeah. of thumb. That's healthy. Dina, yeah. anybody? Um, do I know anybody? Yeah, like like Bob is saying, it's not. It's not. He's just sort of discounting it as a method of of obtaining romance in your life. But I think there's. I don't. I don't think it should be discounted. Like I always say, I met my husband in person, um, and it was like a long time ago. But I always say, like I'm almost like a little bit envious of people who were dating in the kind of online dating app world because maybe like yeah tinder okay cupid those might be more like a meat market but there's apps and websites that will like put two people together in like a more meaningful way sure. than just like looking at each other from across the bar which is how my husband and i met mm -hmm. and we're still together mm -hmm. like 13 years later so that's not you know but you're thinking but, you could have done better yeah, that's basically what I'm saying is. Weezy, I, 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 I take it back, actually. I forgot my it, mom and stepdad met online. Oh, there you go. Nobody else. I, they would be it, very pissed I mean, if I still said nobody. No wonder that uh, still like it's, <laughs> that slipped your mind. It's yeah. bad. It's yeah. But so is meeting someone at a bar. Like, there's no good way to meet someone. Well, true. Most of the time, it's going to be, like, it's going to fail more than it's going to well, then that's what's going to win any myth. Have yeah. the statistics, the st statistics, or just the numbers, or the numbers. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. Be good. But, like in terms because, of, you know, like, we're generalizing it, quite a bit here. We are. And we it's, are. You know, sure. Because you have certain specifics. But I, I, I agree with Bob to a certain extent that I think it's it's the gamification of love right. that's you know it's like eyeballs looking at eyeballs is very enticing and you just keep swiping and you almost. Like maybe subconsciously don't want to find the person because then you'd have to stop looking. Well, that's like you well, know the looking uh, part is fun. It's because it's a game, like she says. You know? Well, yeah. What well, I mean, look, we we uh, commercialized it with the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, all these other things that are you know just faux ideas of romance. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's look at the tragedies that have happened with the with the oh, man. collisions of those of those uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah and, but you crazy. can't look away. I can't look well, away. Well, you, you watch those? I can. And oh, that, God, there, yeah. there's a Don't get Louise started. Zero, zero interest. Women Wait, can you watch that show. Women can watch this show <laughs> yeah. more than men can. No, we don't. We don't. Well, for we, women, we it's a drama. Can. For men, it's a comedy. You, you must. Yes, you must. I think for women, that's sports. It may be. It may be. You know what? You know what? What for men? What dance is? What? Besides football, that's you know. Is is karate movies and uh, it's oh, there all you that's mm-hmm. all that's the way to get them to watch dance dancing yeah okay. movies. well dancing. I, I met my wife in person but we decided to date online for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> but I that's even a, think that watching, watching sports or w- watching a well executed well executed baseball play looks balletic to me yes, it's like of course. oh my yeah. god. I mean, these oh, guys, yeah, that's football. The, yeah, that's the epitome of doing that physical feat. Well, and football's it, even better because it's so balletic. And, and, and they until were tight. die. And they were tight. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, uh, it's like ballet with concussion. Ballet is doing, <laughs> you know, we're coming out with crash <laughs> Exactly. Well, we're going to get to what's <laughs> Twitter trending because <laughs> it's contact, contact ballet. Right. That's what it's called. I'd watch. That's why there should be fighting in golf, you know. I've always wanted full contact polo, like on horses. I thought, no, that'd be yeah. Crazy. If there great. was a defensive team in golf, it, it would be really <laughs> you guys like you know you'd be trying Plowing to run a play around. and then you'd you know you're trying to hit zone a shot. defense. Take out the putter! Take out the putter! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there'd be some pretty interesting injuries. So what's Twitter trending today? We we can't step away from it, kids, because what was Twitter trending Uh-oh. is hashtag impeachment. Mm. Uh, so yes. the Palmer report. Who wants to read that one, Jamie? Okay. And I love the Palmer report because they seem to be like two steps ahead of whatever else anyone else is willing to say. If Nancy Pelosi comes out for impeachment today, Donald Trump is going to scream so loudly he might wake up Wilbur Ross. Okay, what is this referring to? I have another tweet to show you. Wilbur Ross fell asleep today on the floor of the UN. (laughs) He was just praying. He's probably looking at his device. I'm just resting my eyes. (laughs) Wake up, wake up. <laughs> well, it's wrong with who him, wake up. fall asleep during class? <laughs> right. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, that should be all of us. He can't even tell just what he's like, saying, and he just looks so Maybe if angry. you close your eyes, he'll disappear. If I can't right. see him, he's not there. I was <laughs> nodding off during that clip. <laughs> if you squint, you can't see me. <laughs> CAP Action tweets John Lewis, who was on the, on the, at the house podium on the floor uh, this morning, and let's just put up the volume on I John, because John. I don't want to have to paraphrase him. Go ahead. Oh, brother, the president is using his office to line his pockets. Mr. Speaker, the people of this nation realize that if they had committed even half of the possible violation, the federal government would be swift to seek justice. We cannot delay. We must not wait. Now is the time to act. We will never find the truth unless we use the power given to the House of Representatives and the House alone to begin an official investigation as dictated by the Constitution. All right, thank you. The future of our so democracy is at stake. He did that, yes. and then there was a meeting, that and then com- Nancy came out, and then Nancy said, okay, we're impeaching. So hmm. who who believes that this was all choreographed? Because we had, we had five uh, freshmen members who were also previously members of the intelligence community who wrote an op-ed that appeared this morning then you had mr lewis who stepped to the podium this morning then you had a meeting with nancy and then nancy came out and said we're impeaching i don't really Mm. believe that those were like implements of of uh force that compelled her i think it was all choreographed what do you guys think 
Wow. I, I don't know. I was working on my alpha and swimming all day. I just, I, I missed it. I, I missed it. I'm sorry. So all that stuff happened from last night yeah. to, to this morning. Yeah, that's to really this afternoon. impactful. So, but you, the but, fact, I, I'm trying to unpack what it, what it is you're really, yeah. you're really asking. Is it, do we need to have a reason? That, or, or do we no. want them to have, do we want to understand that finally the Democratic Party has the ability and the precision to put in an act a bunch of different levels in order to make it look like it's a big gavel coming down? I think it's, I think it's been orchestrated. I do. I mean, it seems along, like it, all, all a lot of people is. are, are were, have been saying, why doesn't, why doesn't Nancy Pelosi get behind impeachment? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that how, how these things were um, rolled out has been very deliberate. Oh, sure. I think she has sure. more of a plan than sure. people think she has. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, that's why she yeah. was backing off on it earlier. Good cop, was, bad cop, and uh, mm-hmm. you you say this and you say that. She yeah. knew that Trump was going to destroy himself. Eventually she, something, He yeah. was going to eventually. It was, you know, all along, everybody's been so angry at Trump, and 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 really, he's his own worst enemy. And we know that, and, and I always just kind of sit back and wait for him to fail. Because it's going to happen. Because they even had information about this whistleblower way before we did. So I think they knew what they had, and they have a uh-huh. lot more than they've told us yeah, sure. on him. They always do. But I think that they want to start impeachment now so that they have a year to roll out everything he's done so that a year from now when certain senators are up for re-election, if yeah. they vote against impeachment, they will be voting for the end of their Senate career. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's my and it, theory. That is the mm-hmm. overall yeah. you know marketing plan yeah. of politics. And yes, although I still don't see why we're dismissing the voice of a lot of American people. I mean, we don't realize that he only got forty three percent of the vote. A lot of people who didn't vote is the reason why he's in there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people who went uh, to an independent vote is the reason why he's in there. There's mm-hmm. not you know we all we know the gerrymandering's all kind of sideways, but still. I don't think uh, it's the big surprise everybody thinks it's going to be in 2020. I don't. He doesn't have that hold. Well, let me, let me ask you this: How does that work if he's impeached? Of course, he can't run for president. Or I don't know. You know I don't know what that law can is. He? I don't know what that law know. is either. Uh, if, then Pence would become president. Uh, and nobody uh, would vote for Pence. And yeah, God so, forbid. You know, nobody will vote for Pence. Can't I he? Hope. Won't he try and pardon himself? And. You know, that's just <laughs> the fiasco of the whole thing, and whether that's a joke or not. I mean, that's that is. No, you know, I mean, that's, that's he thinks he can. Yeah, he thinks course. he can. Yeah, probably. I, but I think uh, you can still run if you're impeached. Because if really? you're impeached, you can but stay in office. But not just quickly. What if you're? It's, what if you're you know, in prison? It's just a slap on the hand. Can you really? run right, from it's prison? Just ba- it's just basically Congress saying we're, just we we don't have faith in in you. Right. And yeah, just Clinton was impeached, but he still stayed in office. Right. Yeah. And. And Nixon resigned, so we've never actually. Impeachment is an indictment. It's not. If I remember uh, correctly, I don't think we've, at least not in modern no, America, we haven't. Never. Tr- we actually not even Johnson. Johnson got, was only impeached. He wasn't voted out of office. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so I even if he gets impeached, I think it's more just saying, hey, this is. This is like the, way the we buck feel. has to stop no, here. No, it's an indictment, and then it goes to the yeah. Senate for a vote. It has to be a three-quarters vote. I mean, a the Senate—the Senate's not going to do anything. No, obviously. But, they, but, but that's just—that's the thing. Is by the time it gets to the Senate, we will know a lot more about his crimes. Yeah. True. Than we do right now, but yeah, the Republican Party is so strong. I don't know. Strong that where? Gonna... Strong what? What do you mean? That's I, this is. I think this is a misnomer. They're I think all it's, Russian think operatives. So? You know, it's, really? There, I don't. There. You know, look, I. You don't. A lot of. I mean, I'm always around the country. 
Sure. You know, I mean, there's a, you know, you get in a pocket here in, in LA, or at least when you talk about guys in our profession, yeah, or comedians do. or whatever, they, they're in certain big major cities and this and that. And I'm playing, you know, these tertiary markets. And I, I actually felt this thing happening before Trump was running because they're pissed off. They don't know what they're pissed off at. Now they're pissed off that they made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Really? And yeah, I it's hope so. And, you know, it's, you know, obviously cross your fingers. And if not, the only, it's all going to get rolled back. It's just as how for but us in our in our hmm? it's a long process, right? Yeah, for it is your a long generation, process. Yeah, my generation for, feels really say, different. Your I, generation right. should, you know, you got to man up and get. And the bigger concerns for me that. are like there are things that can get rolled back pretty quickly. Uh, environmental damage, the stuff that's going on with the EPA. Yeah, that's, that's an entirely that's different an entire story. Right. That you can't roll that back. Right. You can change exactly. the laws. You can roll those back. Right. But there's a lot of things that scare me, and I know people personally who voted for him and will absolutely vote for him again. And that yeah. scares the living hell out of me. That's really? Sure. But that's, but, uh, you know, there are those. You're not going to change. 30% of them are going to do that. Right. So just forget about them. That's it. So mm-hmm. I guess. It's like if you, had, if you have 10 siblings and they all come to dinner for Thanksgiving, three of them bring strippers. Those are the, those are the Trump voters. Our family okay. is so boring. <laughs> yeah, wow. Right. That's, you oh, I can't really wait. just kind of... Yeah. Wrapped that up nicely for us. <laughs> Thanksgiving's right around the corner. It's in the our, stripper dude. Do the, okay. the strippers want to block leftovers? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel I worry about writing them off in that way only because isn't that what we did and now look where we are? Yeah, no. exactly. Right? No, yeah. no, we did well, not. Well, I, I also no. think that there was some tinkering with the results of, of the election and of course oh, with, absolutely. with our consciousness. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, like Bob said, just went, I hate them both. I'm not voting. A lot of people did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know more of them. Than that's, the ones that say well. that I'm not yeah. going to vote, uh, that I'm going to vote for him no matter what. Yeah, be, yeah. Before the time's over, can we talk about the hero of the week and possibly the decade, Greta? Yeah, let's oh, yeah, about Greta. 16-year-old. I don't have a link. You guys could Google her. Boy, was she something this week. Yeah. I, that I mean, that speech to the UN. She's just, so, she's at that point where, that you don't usually get until you're in your 40s, where right. you're just so pissed. So impassioned. That, and you can direct it all into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yep. how evolved she is as a person. Mm-hmm. Maybe she, if you take teenage angst and couple it with a really intelligent mind, that's what right. you get. <laughs> that's Greta. Right, that's Wasn't that the yes. Seattle and, sound? Well, Greta Kurt Cobain. Yeah, but it, you, it's your future. It's your, yeah. your future yeah. that you, you know, I, I've got a future, maybe 20 years, but your future is much longer than I mine. So. Yeah. And, uh, and geez, you know, that, that is what inspires this, this anger and this angst yeah. and this impassionment. The only thing it's, to help make your generation feel better is that Trump and him and, and us we're all going to be dead in 20 years. I mean, that's yeah. that's only the saving grace. And we'll be and crazy about something in the future generation. You might we'll be, be glad that we'll you know, be At least dead. you won't have to well, deal, not, deal not with Well, not only are the species becoming extinct, guys. but will become extinct. Yeah. So that might that might help things. Well, it, it is interesting to, you know, we're only on the planet for hopefully 100 years. But when you pull back and you look at, say, the movie Lincoln and you watch the scenes in the house oh where they're God, arguing yeah. for days over yeah. over whether or not you should be able to own people. People, it, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. So is it going to be 100 years from now where people can't believe yes. that we were oh. arguing about whether or not global warming we were going to save the planet? <laughs> yeah. You, because yeah. Like, what? Do you ever have an idle moment where you just think, doesn't Oswald or, or Sirhan have a relative? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I've pondered it. Well, I think think that's going to solve it. If Trump's impeached and they find that Pence was involved as well and he never doesn't get to be, he's president for like half a day and then they're like, nope, we got him too. Then it's like President Pelosi Mm -hmm. and then she and Joe can like duke it out in a steel cage match. 
Huh? Yeah. I you know, like I that. think I think what the Democratic Party should do is get together and whether it's going to whoever gets whether it's Warren or Biden or Sanders mm-hmm. or Buttigieg, they should say not only is this who are running for president, this is who are running for vice president, all these people you've seen for the past year, these 20 other candidates, this is my secretary of state, Absolutely. this is my treasurer, this is my this is mm-hmm. Department of Environmental. You're voting for everybody. 20 all people. All of us, all of us, because that's yeah. what that's what Lincoln and, did, team of rivals. And my friend Jenny, yesterday, when we were driving back from a film festival, she's like, I think Pete Buttigieg should be Secretary of State. And I'm like, dude, he speaks like 100 languages. That'd yeah. be sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's yeah, so course. much talent. So there much is, talent. and that's what needs to be we tapped. We hit the ground running. Yep. And we roll back, we fix as much of the damage as we can, yeah. Ryan. How much yeah. time do we guys. have left here? Yeah. When I was How watching the debates. We're, we're almost done. Because when I was watching I the plug debates, my show. That, that was Bob, you. Yeah, we're going to plug your show. Yeah, we're going to plug your show, oh, but yeah. that's what you well, brought I was gonna, up. No, I've got a, I got a, a code that people can get, like a half-price oh, ticket. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Oh, after I thought you said I thought he said he had a cold. I he, does. he does. Too. He does. And a code. Yeah. I get, I get a half price tickets. <laughs> he can give you. Either. You gotta, that's right, how so I hear the world. People, how can people get tickets Sunday night? You're performing. No, at next, the, Sunday. Oh, Sunday next Sunday afternoon. No, next oh, Sunday afternoon. Look, 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 look at how gray my yeah. hair is. It's yeah. Sunday afternoon. It's a three o'clock matinee. Three o'clock show, and there'll be El Portal, a little dinner at Denny's afterwards. Yeah, right. Reception. That's a lovely theater too. A late bird. All right. So how can people get a If you go go to El Portal and where it's to buy a ticket. Portal. I, well, I don't know what it's on El the screen Portal. there. Air Portal. You go there, and um, then you click. You click, and you'll get uh, to buy tickets. Put in the code word "comedy." Not hard Ooh. to believe, not to remember. Comedy. comedy. Now, do you have to do that comedy. in caps? Uh, no, you can case even, sensitive. No, you just have to spell it correctly. Sanskrit. <laughs> it only accepts it in Sanskrit. You can, you can <laughs> only in comedy and Hungarian. Font. Ooh, to, that's how it's going to look. You put it in like that, there and then go. if it looks like that, you click apply, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. then you call your grandson, and he talks you through the rest what of is yeah. this? What does this mean? Call Bernie. Yeah. What does this mean? What is apply? What do I do? Uh, I'm not gonna it's pointing at me. Why is it pointing? And I'll, you know, I've had, regarding the show, I've had people come to the show who are dating, come to the show after they're married, come to the what? show, uh, you know, it's because it's been going on for 20 years, and mm-hmm. come to the show with their children. I've even had the children gotten married and come to the show. It's been around wow. that long. People even come with their exes. And I mean, yeah, <laughs> they come with their extended families. So this is a success so. story that's beyond online dating apps. You yeah. go to Bob's show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's you meet, fall Probably in love, a better solve chance all the there because <laughs> you have one thing in common. You like comedy. Yeah. And you like Bob. So. Yeah. yeah, We can all agree on that, can't we, America? Yes. There we go. All right, Let's with that, I would us. like to say thank you thank for you. Uh, to our guest, Robert Duback, and our panel, Jamie Alcroft, Danny Mann, Ryan Tab. Our producer is Dina Friedman. Our tech team is... Boy, I always do dot 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 because I never know who's showing up. But today it's Francesco DeMondo and Lane McFadden. Our sound mixer is John Maddox. Our webmaster is Bill Filipiak. I am Louise Planker, and we will see you next week with Skate Sensations, Ty Babylonia, and Randy Gardner. Yes. Be safe, be well, be kind. And Sarah Kawahara. And Sarah Kawahara. Oh.